sick we all had shit going on we all sound I, real good you all sound great listen to adrian yeah we sound congested <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure we just all got sick and passed it to each other in one of our jerk fests or something <laughs> it's the coven yeah it is the coven it's the jerk coven not only that i literally just got off a plane like two hours ago and rushed my ass over here to get this fucking episode done yeah we had to get that. off a plane and have to look at hunter right afterwards oh no mostly you Aww. especially the way you sound right now Guys, I'm I apologize in advance. This is gonna be a rough episode, but we're getting through it today. I promise you. <laughs> It'll be you'll laugh and have fun, but will the content be on point? Who knows? We're just gonna find out. I don't know. The energy is gonna be pretty low. low. We might I, pick up. I don't I, know. We'll find out. We're still drinking, so maybe that'll help. I don't know. Chase has two Red Bulls over there. I do. Well, What's it's because this massive headache I've had since the wedding last night. So maybe caffeine isn't the key to the caffeine headache. is the fix to all things. Absolutely. Yes, that is true. It is one hundred percent true. Caffeine fixes it. In fact. If you don't drink caffeine, you get more of a headache. I don't drink caffeine. Yeah, then that's why you have a headache all the time. <laughs> I don't have a headache. Welcome back, purgators, to Stuck in This Purgatory. I'm Chase, and joining me, as always, is Hunter. What up? And Adrian. Hello. How we doing today, boys? We're doing. You know, yeah, we're, we're existing. <laughs> and pain, existence is pain. Existence is pain. You know what? I, I saw a quote at a tattoo shop, and I, I absolutely love it. And if I remember what it was correctly it was like um uh pain is temporary suffering is inevitable really truly i mean we're all gonna feel pain we're all gonna suffer but the pain, more, pain is just weakness leaving the body yeah. let's go with that yeah no it's just the moral of it is is you can either live with it or you can live without it figure your shit out it, i always feel like an existential crisis when i'm sick too I always just feel like, God, like make me better. Make me feel better. I hate this. And then you feel better and you're like, why? Why was I complaining? <laughs> just a weird sick being sick is a weird thing. I've been sick for two weeks. Fuck you. You have been <laughs> sick a while. And Adrian was violent. It's funny, Chase was sick a long time. Adrian was violently sick. And then I had this little two day thing. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm basically just the COVID super carrier at this rate. So if anybody needs blood to be immune from this shit. Reach out to me. It's a thousand dollars a pop. Yeah. You'll be fine. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, you what you've had it three times. <laughs> oh yeah, I've, I'm pretty Maybe sure I've had every fucking variant of this thing possible known to man. So we should make a comic book <laughs> out of Chase, like the the COVID super variant. It's Chase. He just becomes this this amalgamation of of variants and <gasps> and takes over the world. What's he? Uh, who's South Park's father? What's his name? Randy. Randy. You're Randy. <laughs> you went and I fucked. did not. Yes, you, you did. you fuck it? I did not fuck a platypus thing, whatever you the did. fuck that was. You did. You and dirt. It, and I a rat. Fuck, no, I didn't fuck a bat. <gasps> you did fuck. You and Mickey Mouse fucked a bat, didn't oh you? Look at him. Uh, look in the eyes. He's ashamed. He didn't go to Cincinnati. He went to China. <laughs> he went to China. You went to Wuhan and you fucked a bat. <laughs> the China problem. <laughs> China. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of bloody things, we're going to be getting into the bloody history of Charleston, South Carolina. We yes. got some juicy stories for you. We're finally getting back into the paranormal ghosty shit. Hell yeah, boys. I don't know, that cryptid episode, it, it was a little fun. It was a lot of I fun. I loved it. You guys had, you, you your energy, both of you, were, were it was fun to observe and be a part of. I really like the reptilian one. I still feel like we're missing, though, because you never, Hunter, you never fully got, like, the meaning of why they're here. Well, and that's why I want to revisit it again in episodes future, because I know, I, I, I see how, why they could be here, but I don't get their entire motive still. When we can sit down and hopefully have enough sanity to go completely through the reptilian conspiracy that leads into Illuminati shit, maybe. I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to. That's yeah. a lot. 
that's like a 15 episode yeah. <laughs> series. We might lose some listeners on that. <laughs> well, and it's also like going into like the grays and stuff. Just it's, it, it's complex. No, there is fair. a that's lot fair. of stuff, but I want to do, I know we want to do it anyways. And I know you guys as listeners want to hear it. All right, Adrian, well, what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about Charleston, South Carolina, and it is one of the longest and most diverse communities in the United States. The history spans hundreds of years of physical settlement beginning in 1670. Charleston was one of the leading cities in the South from the colonial era, era to the Civil War in the 1860s. The city grew wealthy through the export of rice and later Sea Island cotton, and it was the base for many wealthy merchants and landowners. So, North Carolina, South Carolina, how different are they actually? Because I know you've been there, Chase. I've actually never been there. I, I love the Carolinas. I've flown into it, but I've never like been there. Um, I don't know about in the past, but I could tell you now, Like North Carolina is the Yankees, and South Carolina is the Rebels. Okay, so does that make sense? Yeah, so more, you know, more upstate, more uppity in the north, and the south a little bit more, a little more down, down to earth, southern. Yeah, okay. yeah you have like so. My aunt, she lives in uh, in Raleigh, and that is in North Carolina, North Carolina, okay. Raleigh, North Carolina, and it is very like up and coming um, tech town, and it's starting to grow pretty big. Um, but then you go down to my other aunt who lives in South Carolina, and they're like going out crabbing every day. That's you know, cool. Can, no, it's it's. I love the culture. How are the beaches? Are they similar? Or the same? Beaches are similar. They're very uh, the cold on cold days, but they can be warm on on warm days. But it's very gray. Um, the ocean's very gray out there. Okay, and it's humid too, right? It's pretty. Yeah, but somewhat. what's nice about it though is you get that nice sea breeze, especially Ooh. down like um, if you're anywhere on the the really nice parts of both North or South, which is Hilton Head in North Carolina, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Outer Banks in North Carolina and Hilton Head in South Carolina. Okay. Outer Banks, great show. Yes, they are absolutely gorgeous down there. But um, you get the sea breeze coming off and and like the humid days, and it cools you right down. So it feels amazing out there. I can tell you it's expensive as shit to live out on the East Coast down there, though. Yeah, it does seem – I was looking at some houses out there because it's intriguing, right? Like Florida, maybe a little too crazy for my taste, but the Carolinas seem a nice mix, right? Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty expensive on the coast. You know what's super cool, though? In between Outer Banks and North Carolina and the mainland, uh, you go through Roanoke Island. And Ooh. if we ever want to talk about the uh, the settlement, the Roanoke, Ooh, yes, that would be one. a fun episode. Okay. okay. I, we went there because they have like a whole compound of like history and shit there. And I was trying to find the tree that has uh, the writing on it of the last right, settlement right, there. Right, right, right. We thought we found it. No, it was a fucking fake. It was <gasps> staged. <laughs> staged you because there was a whole they do like a whole thing there anyways I, uh, before you continue Adrian one thing I, about the history of South Carolina I, I'm really interested by the, these two states because the history that these guys have because in Colorado let's be honest we we have history but it's kind of it's kind of dull I mean it, it's all it's I all mean, set around the, 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 the gold rush right but South Carolina has roots from from settlement from you know people coming from England and whatnot. Uh, I wouldn't say it's dull out here. I would say we have very rich history. Like, I don't and, know. No, here's the thing. I get where you're coming from because up until we did the episode our first episode with Hotel Colorado uh, and right. figuring about all the old west shit that went through. Maybe I'll rich. be swayed on it. Yes. Maybe it was I, I'm intrigued and it could just be grass is greener on the other side syndrome. I'm not sure, but I I'm intrigued because when Adrian brought this this topic to us, I didn't think it would be very fruitful, but there's a ton of oh, good you juicy me with shit. The whole civil war and the oh yeah, yeah slave trade and everything? all the death and the slave trade. Yeah, it's wild. In colonial times, Boston, Massachusetts, and Charleston were sister cities, and people of means spent summers in Boston and winters in Charleston. There was a great deal of trade with Bermuda and the Caribbean, and some people came to live in Charleston from these areas: French, Scots, Irish, Scottish. And Germans migrated to the developing seacoast town, representing numerous Protestant as well as Roman Catholics and Judaism within uh, Charleston. It's a big old melting pot. Yeah, I mean, well, it's huge. And so you have all that trade going on down there. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you also have pirates and shit going up in through those areas. That's what that just blows my mind about the history of these places. And you have to remember the 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 Caribbean is not too far away from that whole eastern. 
you know, Florida up to the Carolinas. And there's a ton of just like crazy. Did you ever play Red Dead Redemption 2, Chase? Uh, I couldn't get into it. They do that. <laughs> you actually go to like pirate islands and like Nassau and stuff. It's just, I'm like, why the fuck is this part of history? It's actually part of history. Yeah. And there's like legit pirate towns and shit. It's like sugar trade and all this stuff. I had no idea. I'm, I'm in a landlocked state. I don't know shit about fucking when it comes to pirates. I love them, but I don't know anything about the actual history of it. Well, you have such a diverse community coming together within Charleston. And this doesn't even include 75% of the population back then. Back then, slaves also were compromised a major portion of the population and were active in the city's religious community. Free black Charlestonians and slaves helped establish the old Bethel United Methodist Church in 1797. Also, during the 17th century, it was difficult to acquire enslaved Africans north of the Caribbean. To meet labor needs, European colonists had practiced Indian slavery for some time. The Carolinas transformed the Indian slave trade during the late 17th and early 18th centuries by treating slaves as a trade commodity to be exported mainly to the West Indies. Well, then, from this dark history... We could talk about the American Revolution and Charleston being a main focal point in the uh, American Revolution because Charleston and Boston were part of the Tea Act, which then led to the Revolutionary War. So within, uh, within Charleston, churches started becoming targets for the uh, British Army, and that's where you started seeing churches start being shot down as well as being invaded. And many times in the past, churches were meant for people that were losing their homes and everything. It was a sanctuary. And people would go there and meet, and the British Army really focused on these. So I find it interesting in history with war in general, and we can actually even take the Ukraine-Russia conflict right now, where you have strategic attacks right on religion which is interesting and and a lot of times these slave owners too and i think this really builds up that pent-up bad energy and you're asking yourself why is why is stuck in this purgatory talking about this today well a lot of these things you know correlate to religious attacks spiritual attacks i mean what we and i'm not gonna talk too much about but voodoo stuff as we've talked about in like new orleans when when slavery when you would want to oppress a slave you take away their their faith right so there's some interesting things in history as these strategic attacks as the British tried to do was to full on take out religion because it was important to these colonists and there was something to be there was some sort of revival of faith as they fought these the Brits and I think a lot of that energy builds into what the spooky history of South Carolina. Well, and you had more than just that. It, it was, you know, they came over for freedom, freedom of choice, freedom to do what they want, freedom of religion. And at, at this rate, you've got all sorts of religions going on. You've got Mormonism that's starting up. You've got the Quakers. Um, you've got different versions of Catholicism and Christianity that are coming through. And so the whole point of, um, you know, Brit- Britain funding them to get over there was to make more money for Britain. Well, these people were over there for a free life. and Ipso facto, the Revolutionary War. It's truly fascinating. I I didn't really think how intriguing the the negative history of this could tie into the the ghost things that basically manifest into South Carolina. Well, just you wait, because after the Revolutionary War, we have the Civil War. And this is where you get even more blood loss and deaths occurring. So after the devastation of the Civil War took its hit on Charleston, it lost the city its regional dominance. However, it would remain the center of the South Carolina uh, economy. In the ensuing decades of the late 19th century, upstate politicians would routinely attack its aristocratic and undemocratic tone. By the 1900s, Charleston was emerging as a cultural center. In the 1920s, the Charleston Renaissance saw a boom in the arts sector uh, as artists, writers, architects, and historical preservationists came together to improve the city. Preservation efforts of historic buildings and sites had been put into place by the 1940s. Beginning and during World War II, Charleston became a major naval base. A naval presence, shipyards, the surrounding medical industry, and tourism would help the city grow economically through the 20th century. 
In contemporary Charleston, tourism and other service industries have led the economy. So just looking at just its crazy past, and I mean, you could talk about Charleston's past for a long time. Yeah. But you have blood loss, you have slaves, you have wars happening all within its community, all affecting each family a different way, as well as historical buildings and what those historical buildings actually lead to and what they stand for for the people. Yeah, well, and and a huge thing about it is you have, uh, talking prior to the Civil War, you have an area that is rich in economy just based off of its region. You've got the cotton trade, you've got tobacco trade, you've got um, steam engines running up and down the coast to do this kind of trade. And after the Civil War, when um, all the revival, I guess I want to call it, goes through uh, when they lost the war. There were still people there who were still trying to fight against it. They were still trying to fight against the Yanks. They were trying to fight against the new way because the way of, the old way of life was profitable for them, and the new way of life was not profitable. Absolutely. And I think this is why we get some of its uh, historical buildings that are now haunted by some of the most notorious criminals as well as famous people that still want to be within Charleston. Yes. One mystery I really want to solve, and this is just trying, this is not a a mission statement in a way, is how I want to see if someday, and we may never be able to answer this, but maybe on some stories we will, like what causes someone to haunt a location or not, right? There's so much vast history. Imagine the Civil War, like people were fighting in a war that, I mean, I would argue is one of the wars that people really believed in because it was fighting for the ideals of a future of a nation, like a literal nation was being created from that war. And I just wonder, like, what causes a spirit to actually haunt? Uh, you know, I think, I, I, I do agree we should go into it, get like a real answer. But I think personally, from my opinion of it, is in this case alone, there is something tragic that happened to that person or individual that's keeping them there. In other cases, usually, like, there's a whole show right now based off of um, artifacts. So... I was just watching my mom, actually. They were trying to demolish this old building. Well, it was being haunted by something. And so workers weren't safe in there. Things were happening that were unexplained. This guy goes through and he finds a ritual dagger in this building. He goes and um, gets it, like, archived and everything. So he gets all the information on it. Yeah. There was someone who had died there. I can't remember exactly what it was. But it was fucking wild. The second they removed that item from the building... Nothing happened. They demolished it just fine. No problems. See, and I believe that. I actually, I agree with that, that they could be tied to certain events and and, art and items like that. But what if also they're given a choice at the at the gate in purgatory? They're given a choice. A lot of the near-death experiences that I've, I've studied, that whatever entity you believe in, this is religions that span across the world. This is not just Christianity. This is like literally any religion. They would be given a choice by their 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 deity. They would say, do you want to come with me? Or do you want to stay? Right? Isn't that eerie? I, I just think about Michael Jackson in South Park where he, all he wanted to be was a recognized little girl. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he's like, if I can go to heaven as a little girl, then great. I'm, I'm in. And then finally, after years and years of torment and purgatory, they all go to hell. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's just horrible. Adrian, what do you think? What do you think causes uh, something, someone to haunt or haunt something or whatever? I think if it is true, the spirits just don't want to leave the present. So if there's two different worlds or three, right? You have heaven, hell, and purgatory. They go to purgatory because they're not ready to leave the earth. So their spirit stays and it doesn't wander to the two different worlds. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we'll dive into it some someday in the future. All right. Well, enough with history. So we're going to move on to the actual hauntings and get into some ghosty ghosts. Well, we're going to start off with the old city jail. It is located in Charleston at 21 Magazine Street. It is genuinely eerie. Built around 1800, the jail has held some of Charleston's most notorious criminals. It is known for its iron glass look, which means that there were simply bars on the windows and nothing else. Wow. Yeah, yeah there's nothing like else. Like just bars yep. to open open air. Open air. Huh. So it was known that uh, it was the coldest place in Charleston in the winters and the hottest place 
in Charleston in the summers. Does it get cold in South Carolina? Uh, yeah, and the winter does. I mean, like how cold? Like, comp- like, give me. So I can't tell you. Like, I don't know what the lowest low is. They do get ice storms down there. The biggest thing is humidity. So oh. th- when it gets cold out there, and you all have all that humid, it's not like out here in Colorado, where it gets super super cold out, but it's dry. It's like down your fucking bones cold. Hmm. And this is anywhere near water. Like even even in Cincinnati, where I was just at, it was like in a 30, 40 degree all weekend long. It had like kind of sleety grapple going on, but it was fucking cold. That's how California was. I go in shorts to California. I'm like, this is going to be great in LA. It was freaking 50 degrees. Yeah, it too, was freezing. Humidity. Colorado was nicer. It's humidity. Bone chilling. You just want to say bone chilling? chilling cold down just in the Charleston's <laughs> old city jail. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> just wanted to. Well, disease was widespread within the jail. Because, of course, back then, there was no thing of, like, single stalls or cleaning supplies. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, if it's there's disgusting. fucking no windows. They like, probably didn't even get the penicillin in the butt shot. Oh, have you had one of those miserable? Horrible. <laughs> those are miserable. Ass gets all tight. Yeah, shit. he's like, oh, I got a balloon in my ass now. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Is that what your ass is from? <laughs> That's how big. You got I, two in each cheek. You know, if you need penicillin, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I can extract it. <laughs> Well, there was still so much unimaginable violence within the prison that also led to more disease. You have people fighting, blood being thrown around, then cuts, touching other cuts, blood being transferred. You're getting all these different kinds of diseases, viruses. So you could just tell how some of these spirits just don't want to leave because clearly they weren't ready to leave. Yeah. And... Or, or it's just a traumatic experience, you know? Absolutely. Stuck in a loop. I, I like yeah. to think, too, sometimes they don't even have a choice. They're just stuck in an unclosed loop, and they just have to continue to live it out until they resolve something. Well, it is said that over 10,000 people died on this property. Jesus. That's that's a good amount. I'm curious how big this jail is. Maybe maybe I can find that. Maybe Hunter can do a fact yeah. check. Yeah, Hunter, yeah. you do a fact Why check. Why don't you guys continue, and I'll uh, type away here on the uh, Googles. <laughs> well... Over the years, lots of people have reported seeing and hearing unexplainable things. And the first spirit we're going to go into is one of the craziest stories and legends that come from Charleston, South Carolina. And her name is Lavina Fisher. She is a renowned serial killer who the legend has held is widely recognized as the first female serial killer in the United States. She was born in 1793, but the location of her birth and her maiden name and any other information from her childhood is still unknown. Historical records do not agree with this legend, but Fisher was hanged for her crimes in the end. Nice. Okay, I found my fact. Let's hear it. Can't really find the square footage because no one ever just freaking puts the damn square footage. But it was on a four-acre parcel, so it's pretty big. Yeah, and it's been and the the jail has been hunted by most most famous TV shows, Ghost Hunters, all these guys, Ghost Adventures. Everybody has done done this hunt hunt there. Apparently, it's 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 the real deal. Huh. I guess we'll have to go. We'll Ooh. be the next group. So let let's go over the le- legend of Lavina. The story goes. That she grew up to marry a man named John Fisher, and the couple lived near South Carolina, or Charleston, South Carolina. The pair made their living operating a hotel called the Six Mile Wayfarer House, which they managed in the early 1800s. Mysteriously, mysteriously, men who were visiting Charleston began to disappear. As more and more reports were filed with the authorities regarding these missing men, it was determined that they were last seen at the Six Mile Wayfarer House, which was called such because it was six miles outside of Charleston. Huh. Side note, she's hot as fuck. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting <laughs> murdered by this chick. <laughs> no wonder she murdered somebody. She, she ain't bad. Yeah. I'd be like, I, I, I wouldn't be scared of this girl. She's, she's like, she's like, hi, darling. How hi, you doing <laughs> down here? You would you like to come down to my motel and have some fun? What picture are you guys looking at? <laughs> she's not bad. Let me show you. This is her painting. 
Right here. She looks no, good. Seen, no. I mean, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I can see how men got trapped in yeah, murder. This is 1800s, okay? all right? That's that's mint for 1800s, all right? <laughs> that's fucking a dime mint. Piece. That's a dime fucking piece. mint. Say less, all right? <laughs> Through the local authorities began an investigation. There is no evidence that the Fishers were involved. This, coupled with the popularity in the town, led investigation to being dropped. While Lavina was a beautiful and charming woman, and to her popularity in the community and the hotel's business, however, it would later be learned that she utilized those characteristics to help her husband rob and kill many male travelers. Oh, so she trapped him, and yeah. then he he did the he did, he did the dickin. You know, well, I mean. There's actually a lot of serial killers out there that do the same kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes sense. It makes sense. It's a power couple. I would just wish I could have owned a hotel in the 1800s. How swanky would that have been? No. You imagine how much cum you'd have to clean up? I mean, Gross. back then, back then there was you wouldn't have cared. All the maids did it anyways. I mean, I'm talking about owning it. Here, okay, owning here's it. my thing. Here's my thing. Can you imagine the smell? It smells like pine, fresh pine and... Mold and, and cum, but good. No, good pine. it smells like the fucking tuna market in Seattle. You think so? Yo, yeah. An old, cool-ass hotel. Hotel Colorado, 1800s. It smelled like, like the tuna market in Seattle? No, it probably smelled like fucking dirt, tobacco, and gun smoke. <laughs> Do you guys remember, maybe not Adrian, do you remember when we were kids when you could smoke in restaurants and in, on oh, planes that and shit? That that's, I do imagine that's pretty much the predominant smell is just tobacco, like bad tobacco, <laughs> like real bad tobacco. I don't know. It was, tobacco was different back in the day. It was fresh. I don't know about that. It was fresh off the stand. There ain't no tobacco products like today. Yeah, you're right. We put a bunch of chemicals on it and shit. Yeah, right. Anyways. So as the rumor goes, or as the rumor mill went around in Charleston at that time, more men started disappearing. And they didn't know where they were going. So people started begin asking questions. And it kept going around town. And you, you remember back then, a group of vigilantes would go out and they, they'd give them a hard time if the police couldn't arrest them. So this is exactly what happened. A group of vigilantes showed up at the Fishers in February 1819 to stop the activities from occurring. Well, it turned out they grabbed... Mr. Fisher and was taking him out and Lavina Fisher got up and she ended up choking one of the vigilantes and smashing his head through a window. Oh, kinky. How do again? So she's beautiful, charming, as well as could kick your ass. She's and aggressive. A, she's an MMA fighter back then. Oh man. <laughs> I want to see this stuff. I wish we could reenact this stuff and see it. I just want to see. We got a green screen. We want to do it. I got it. It's all hung up in there. I got to show you guys. Well, at around the same time, a man named John Pebbles traveled to Charleston. And while well, he was tired from his long trip, stopped at the Six Mile House to see if they had a room. Well, Lavina said, no, we don't have a room that is open for you. But she offered him a nice little cup of tea. <laughs> oh, a cup of tea. It's all around the goddamn tea back in the day. Oh, sir, can you uh, can you spare me a cup of tea? And some crumpets. Well, her husband sat there staring this guy down, just like eyeballing the fuck out of Fisher's husband? Like the fish? Yeah, the, Mr. Fisher. Oh, just so eyeballing? she's asking him questions the whole time, like being charming. He's just eyeballing him. How much do you weigh, sir? Yeah. And he's, uh, what is your shoulder height? If he, I stab you with this knife, how quickly will it go through yes. your skin? Well, he's answering the questions quickly is what it says. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm, and, I'm invested. And then all of a sudden, he kept feeling weird about John Fisher just staring at him. So then he alerts the authorities. Well, then the authorities show up at the house, and they end up arresting the couple and then searching the hotel. Well, they didn't find much information most most of the investigation was kind of trashy back then. They're like, oh, there's a knife right there. You must have used this to murder someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we just got the new jail. There's a lot of taxpayer money going into it, so I kind of need you to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Publicity well, stunts. Well, they end up going to court, and the Fishers pleaded not guilty, but they were ordered to stay in jail until their trial. In the meantime, their co-conspirators were released on bail, at their trial in May, the jury didn't agree with the innocent plea and found them guilty 
of multiple robberies and murders and sentenced them to be hung. To be fair, this is a time, too, where, like, if shit was going on in the community and people couldn't figure it out, it's like it's a witch hunt. Someone's got to burn. Someone's got to burn. Someone's got to ease the public. Dude, serial killers back then, it was, like, open windows for them. Yeah. Yeah, they'd go kill someone and be like, yeah, that person looks pretty... Pretty weird. But here's yeah. the here's the kicker though. Back in the day though, it, like if there was a legitimate dispute, you could kill someone on that dispute and get away with it and you be could. fine. Be like, oh, that dude fucked my wife and punched me in the face. It's like, well, it's okay. It's fair. You killed him. Yep. <laughs> yep. That it's is like, justified. I done the same. <laughs> yep. Bet. I get it. I get it. We understand. It is kind of weird how there's how do they even gather evidence? They just kind of like just point a finger and the jury said, ah, hang them. Witnesses, man. It, oh, back yeah. then in the community, think about how tiny these communities were though. Yeah, you're Everybody right Everybody fucking knew pretty much everything. And that's why when there were a back to the fucking titty witches in the woods. Those poor witches. I'm just saying. <laughs> they just point a finger. Shit was weird, man. Yeah. And people oh, yeah. were uncomfortable, so let's let's hang and burn them. You know, they were probably just trying to like grow exotic plants and, you know, and just enjoy their communal tribe. And... It was the early nudist colony. Yeah. Like, come on. And then they just got burned and hung at, yeah. the, at the stake. Unfortunate. Well, so once they got convicted to their crimes, they were given the time to appeal their uh, conviction. And during this time, they started to make a plan to escape the old city jail. While on September 13th, they put their plan in place and used the rope to drop down to the ground. And John made it out, but the rope broke, leaving Lavina trapped in the cell. Not willing to go without his wife, he returned to jail, and the two were afterward kept under much tighter security. Damn it. I was hoping he'd just be like, bye. I'll never forget you. <laughs> Rapunzel, throw down your hair. <laughs> How'd they get out? They just like spit on the bars and just Basically. You know, just squeeze their way through. They probably weren't bad. fed in the jail, so yeah. they are just- Skin and bones. Yeah. Not true. So at this time, they were- Later in February, they were getting ready to be hung. And the jail said, do you guys want a local minister to come over and read your last rites? Well, John said yes, and he asked the priest to save his soul, and if not, his life. However, the cruel Lavina would have nothing to do with the minister. I don't need God. <laughs> fuck you. Oh, fuck ya. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine your, just imagine like Becca or Emily or Dom, you know, you're sitting there like, God, please save my soul. I repent. And then Becca, Dom, or Emily being like, fuck you, bitch. I don't need you. I'd be mortified. I'd be honestly like, who did I actually marry? Who is this woman? I would have been like, shit, I should have went more of the pentagram. <laughs> <laughs> Should have sold my soul sooner, goddammit. I was dating the Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. Don't hate me. Well, on the day of the hanging, Lavina did not go quietly. She had requested to wear her wedding dress and refused to walk to the gallows. Had to be picked up and carried as she ranted and raved <coughs> before the crowd. Because remember, hangings, people showed up. This was like a game it was a event. sporting event. Yeah. And they she... were betting. They're like, how much time till she stops breathing? Yeah. It was huge, dude. Fucking... Um... Novelties and of like bones and shit back in the day, people loved that oh, yeah. shit. It was a fucking deal. I just imagine her like just being like restrained and you know struggled. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! I, I mean, get on, off me! Hail on, Satan! Honestly, back then, like I'm sure they the security probably had more of an issue with other people, not like trying to rip her clothes off and shit as novelty items. Truly, Adrian, tell me she said something gangster when she died. Uh, yeah, tell well, me she I'm said something ready. amazing. Ready for the big drum roll? Yes. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> So before her executioners could tighten the noose around her neck, she yelled into the crowd, If you have a message you want to send to hell, give it to me. I'd carry it. Oh! oh this is the start of every fucking witch haunting ever. I love it! This is what I live for, boy. I'll be back. <laughs> you know some little kid in the, in the bag was like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> their whole their whole life is determined by this moment as he witnesses a demon being hung. <laughs> Poor kid. I would take so, my kids to a hanging. How badass, right? Yes, very badass. And, I mean, a lot of people say... So, historical records do not go with this part of the story. They don't say that Lavina Fisher and John Fisher had hundreds of bodies underneath the hotel. But the legend says that cops ended up finding a shit ton of bodies. So, hearsay, whatever. I think 
my opinion is she got hung for murders that never happened, and that's why her spirit's fucking over everyone she's else. She's like, guys, yeah. I only killed two people. Okay? Maybe that's why she's like, no, this you guys are a bunch of bullshit and there's nothing to do about it, so fuck you. I just could be hell Satan. Absolutely. <laughs> hell Satan. <laughs> so the ghost of her is a lot of people see her floating behind the window bars where she was held, as well as... Uh, People begin to report her wandering around in other parts of the neighborhood, as well as the cemetery that's just a few blocks away. Hmm. And she's wearing the uh, the wedding dress that she was hung in. Very cool. So that's good old Lavina Fisher. That was a good one. That was some good history on that. That was one of guy. our best uh, you know what, hauntings Adrian? so far. Well done. Good sir. job. You did a good job. I always do a good job. Well, you always do. But that was particularly good. I liked it. So after this. Others re- report seeing an African-American male in the tattered clothes walking slowly through the jail. Most have felt as though they were being watched. Perhaps the most terrifying instance of alleged encounters are those where people have had physical contact with the spirits. Really? hmm This is cool. So many of the tour guides and construction workers have reported being pushed, shoved, Grabbed and choked. Ooh, choked? choke, choke yes. me, daddy. Choked. <laughs> Send me there, guys. <laughs> Pay for my trip. Put me on a scholarship. Oh my god. <laughs> I love you. How would, th- you would like to be choked, wouldn't you? I would. I love how I throw Chase off. Kink master. He's about to say something, and I say, "Choke me, daddy." He's like, "Alrighty then, moving on." <laughs> so, also within the jail, as to this day, there's an original wheelchair that was used in the 1820s. It's still in the cell. It's sitting there. It's creepy. I looked at it. The wheelchair's appearance, especially with the backdrop of old cells and cha- chains, is a little creepy. <laughs> Just a little? Yeah. Just <laughs> Tell a little, me Chase. This is where like a lot of Asylum video games probably get their imagery from. Oh, oh totally. 100%. This place, I mean, look, if you've seen the interior, it's, it's a good one. But the crazy thing about this wheelchair, we're talking 200 years of it being there. Uh, is the lack of dust on the seat? Hmm. Just the seat. Everywhere else has dust. Huh. You don't. You don't think there's some maiden there that's just like you know, like yeah. But off? you sit on it. You put your arms down. Like you rub your elbows against the arms. But it's just the cha- seat. Who's sitting down in the chair? Just like the ghost. Obviously. I don't know. I mean, if it was me, if I was next to that wheelchair and I got choked, I might fart on it. And then it might be enough wind <laughs> to push. <laughs> no. We're getting off topic now. <laughs> off topic now. Okay, now, Adrian, that's interesting. That, that is cool. There really is. Is there any, like, dust anywhere else or is it? Yes. It's, so it's just the, the back seat that's of the covered. chair and the armrests get dusty, as does the seat around the space that would be accompanied by a person's backside. You know what? I believe in this because it's got to be tiresome just walking around an empty building all day as a ghost. You, you got to get tired. Yeah, you find your favorite. Or you seat. have like an old man that's like seventy years old haunting it, so he still has the same characteristics as being a seventy year old. So then you get like you just want to sit down all the time. Yeah, and he's just waiting to for his old lady to pass. Well, she passed two hundred years ago, but he's still sitting there waiting. And then it gets even creepier because there's even accounts of new scrapes from time to time on the chair's leg rest and foot plates. Okay, so I, w- I read this earlier before we started the episode, and this trips me out. You're going to think I'm fucking crazy, but I have had a desk in my room since God knows when. I don't know, like fucking eight years old. It's been the same desk. And you know how you are when you're a stupid kid and you're bored or whatever in your room, and you get a pocket knife and you start like, etching shit in your fucking desk and everything. I am not fucking kidding you when I tell you there are marks on my desk I never put there. Mm-hmm. I know what marks I did on my desk, and there is some shit that just appeared on my desk um, through, over the course of a couple of years. So that shit terrifies me. <laughs> have you still not Top swept? Top <clears throat> Yeah, have you swept your house yet with your new your new reader? With your my new... uh, my sound box? Yeah. Hell no, it? dude. We need to. When, you know what? When I'm ready to move to a new home, we need I, to. I will do that because then I can sleep easily knowing that it's in that house, not my house where I sleep. <laughs> I've been really thinking about that mimic in your basement because I, I saw Will while you guys were gone. Yeah. And we talked about Johnny and his mimic. Yeah. I, I really think you have a mimic down there. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's weak because it hasn't talked to you much, but when it manifests enough power, 
Dude, you gotta manifest it. Let's not. My parents. Why does Adrian there. always want to bring it? <laughs> he he makes people, he makes Sean piss on my 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 ceiling. Now he wants the mimic to come call for you. I'd do it again. Let's do it. Don't dare me. No, let's do it. Schwan. No, let's get let's get Schwan. the mimic here. Let's get the mimic to to chase this house. No. Hey, no. mimic, if you're out you know there, call out the chase. We're moving on. <laughs> call out the we chase. We are moving on. No, you're not. Call so out the there chase. are even new scrapes from time to time on the chair's leg rests and foot plates. I just said that. <laughs> he's just reading what he can see because he's like, no mimics, no, no, no. The chair has also been known to turn suddenly during ghost tours, sometimes bumping a tour in the lake. Tour goer. It's not a tour, a tourist. You should, why is it a tour goer? Tourist. You yeah, put a tour goer down, it's a tourist. Goddamn yeah, tourist. No, a tourist is visiting a place. A tour go- goer is a person that is going on a tour. He's kind of he's got a point. There's a guided know. tour, and there's people who just visit the location. There's a tour two different goer things. Sounds like a fucking made up word, but okay. you're a goddamn tour goer because that mimic's been tour going your ass. Moving Hello. on, info was found on scares and haunts of Charleston. So if the old city jail doesn't get you guys a little creeped out, would go into the haunted Charleston Exchange and Dungeon. What? Yes. I need some information. I need a backstory. I'm yeah. Just... Old exchange? <laughs> what are they exchanging? They're exchanging like... Ghost parts. <laughs> no. Yeah. Hey, man, yeah, I got a spirit box. Can I get your uh, your EMP reader? Sure. Laddie? <laughs> this used to be a merchant town. <laughs> they exchange a bunch well, of no shit. Well, no shit. It's a, it has a port and all that. Of course, exactly. it's a merchant town. Then why are you what are they exchanging? <laughs> I want to know. Probably everything and anything. I'm looking this up. Okay. It's a historical landmark in Charleston, South Carolina. It is well recognized as the Old Exchange and Provost Dungeon at 122 East Bay Street. From its elegantly Georgian appearance to the deeply troubled and haunted basement beneath the street level, the Old Exchange and Provost Dungeon has been one building which has truly lived in historic Charleston. So... If you guys don't know, there's a fucking dungeon underneath the ground. That's so, pretty cool. There you go, Hunter. I'm looking at pictures. It's guys. Here's this, what, oh, this is what I'm talking about. The history. Colorado doesn't have cool shit like this. We don't got no dungeons. You know what's what's weird though is that like Charleston is pretty close to sea level. So how do they have dungeons underground? Right, because normally when you're at sea level, you don't do basements, right? No. Hey, they this said is extra fuck special. It. They did say fuck it. They said you know what? If you're going to the dungeon, you're drowning. You're drowning. <laughs> Arnold, you're drowning. <laughs> you be walking. By all accounts, it continues to live in the past every single day. Ghosts are said to roam its stately halls and the startling cries of long dead prisoners in the dungeon can still be heard. Since its construction, many scholars argue that the old exchange is one of the three most important American buildings built during the colonial era. So that's probably why there's a fucking dungeon. They didn't know shit back then. This looks like straight out of Resident yeah, Evil Village. But you know what though? Like the picture you just showed me in the dungeon, that yeah. is well constructed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, like they it's did like a good fucking master job. Well, they lane. keep up with it. That's why I went into the history. Oh, gotcha. They keep up with all these landmarks. But still, I mean, that is still that is very well. Here's a gentleman uh, yeah. writing a letter with his parrot. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> Classy. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're looking into that. <laughs> Hey, it's, I just typed in the old exchange in Providence. You know, you know what I wanted to say, Dungeon. Hunter? Are you Christopher Walken? Because <laughs> you be Walken. So from 1680 to 1767, Charleston remained a walled city with the intent to keep out the pirates and marauders. Those who were caught, such as Steed Bonnet and his merry crew of pir- pirates, were shoveled down into the dungeon until their execution time rolled around. When entering the dungeon, you can still see the remains of the old or of the original city walls, and if you are lucky enough, you may also catch a glimpse of the no longer living. Or matey, come for this booty. To be honest, if I saw a ghost, I kind of wish it would be a pri- pirate. A ghost pirate? Could you fucking be imagine? Awesome. Be like a whole th- scene in Scooby Doo. Pirates of the Caribbean. Be like fucking <sighs> Scooby Doo. Ghost pirates. All right, we're doing an episode on ghost pirates someday. Oh hell yeah! As well as ghost vampires for Adrian. Oh, oh my god. No. no. Those con- contradict each other. I know, but but ghosts need to eat too. Oh my God. They suck on spectral blood. Ectoplasm. <laughs> Down in the dungeon, people have reported hearing terrifying cries and screams, as well as a harrowing moans, as though someone is in great pain. 
It's that scurvy, baby. That's Adrian. That's how he sounds when he's uh, getting it on. He's an, he's an old Charleston ghost. We just brought him on because he's cute. But it is also down in the dungeon that reports of seeing chains swinging by unseen forces have surfaced over the years. For those lucky enough to catch a glimpse of this paranormal phenomena, they are quick to point out that no one ever touched the chains before they began swaying. That reminds me a lot of fucking Hotel Colorado with those lamps. We did witness that. Yes. But also, dancing orbs are not uncommon, and neither are the chilling cold spots that many report. It seems that the spirits lingering in the Provost Dungeon are not content to stay hands-off, however. A number of visitors have reported being pushed or feeling invisible hands wrapped around their throats. What's with people I, getting choked? I know. What, what's with Charleston? Do you think they have a choke fetish? I think, they, I think they're into sodomy. I do. I mean, they are butt pirates. I'm a butt pirate. <laughs> you are a butt Scurvy. pirate. Scurvy. <laughs> Give me that orange. Scurvy. <laughs> Shove it right on up. Down in the dungeon, it was not uncommon for the dead to be left to rot among the living, leading to spirits that are certainly not the kindest in the afterlife. Fortunately, though, the spirits who inhabit the exchange on the upper floors are not nearly as malevolent. On more than one occasion, visitors have approached what they believe to be is a staff member dressed in revolutionary period garb. Only the moment they step too close is only to see the staff member vanish before their very eyes. In comparison, the dark entities roaming the dungeons, disappearing staff members may be shocking, but is a better experience than what can happen below in the basement. Dun, dun, dun. Chains and whips excite me. So, what do you guys think about Charleston? So, I love it. I, really I want love to it. Go. There is a reason I want to move there, and this just solidifies it. I hope you guys know for all the listeners in in the uh, notes section, I put Chase's wannabe town. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I've been bugging my parents and Dom's parents, like, "Hey, you guys want to move to the Carolinas?" And they're like, "You know," and they always have an excuse. I'm like, "Well, me and Dom might," and they're like, "You better not." I'm like, "I might." Be like, I'm going to have a kid, so if you want to see the kid, yeah, exactly. you're, you're fucking coming. I'm, I'm going to bribe him with my children. <laughs> but you want to see though. your grandchildren? Yeah, you want to see your grandchildren, you come here. I will take them from you. Yes. But seriously, though, this is the history is fucking interesting, and I, I love really it. do want to go, and I'm fascinated. And Chase, I do have some homework for you. Have you watched uh, um, the the Winchester House, that um, the horror movie about the, the actual Winchester House in San Jose, California? No. Okay. I've never even heard of it. So some of these hauntings that we were talking about were reminding me of because the Civil War garb and like seeing the, the those entities in the Winchester House. It's we're gonna have to do an episode on the Winchester House. Obviously, it's one of the most famous haunted houses in the in the fucking world. But you should watch it because it is a good little tie-in for South Carolina. And as listeners, you should watch it as well. Well, uh, yeah, I cannot wait to go to Charleston. It sounds like we have a visit to a nice haunted little jail that we need to go check out and get some videos of. That sounds like it'd be a good time. Are you up to the task, Adrian? Yeah, none of this is real. <laughs> Wait. He just stuck it. You just went on all this whole rant about how this is cool, and you're like, it doesn't exist. Oh, I straight is it awesome? It. Is it great to listen to? Is it great to read upon? Yes. We haven't even talked about the South Carolina gray man that they have out there. <laughs> if you guys saw the, the Instagram man. posts, there oh. is a legend behind the gray man, and anytime... Anyone sees the gray man, that means that there's either a hurricane or a crazy storm coming. Sorry, I didn't want to go. It wasn't scary. <laughs> had, it wasn't cool. We had so many. He had so many stories. He had such a hard on for this. It was awesome. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I hope you guys enjoyed uh, Charleston, South Carolina. And there are plenty more stories to come, I'm sure. Um, speaking of North Carolina, like we mentioned earlier, we need to talk about Roanoke. That'd be fun. Very excited. I feel like we would just open up the can and as episodes continue, we'll do deep dives onto specific topics. And I love that. So even better, we had a lovely Redditor reach out to us and he provided us with four freaking stories. Four of them. This, this man's a legend. Wow. He's amazing. So we're not going to tell all four stories in this episode. We're going to space them out a little bit, but we will get through two of them. So this is from Oscar. He is a faithful listener from Reddit, and we thank you very much. Oh, also, um, we royally fucked up our British accent, so he corrected us. He lets us, us know. <laughs> yeah. I, I made sure to include it just to make him a little happy. So and we'll it. never stop. We'll just never stop. <laughs> we will continue to ruin everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I swear it was Veggie called Mont. Yorkshire. Yeah, I thought but it was, it's, too. It's Yorkshire. Oh, we also pr- pronounced Maurice Gross's name wrong. It's it's like... It's, Maurice? It's... it's uh, 
Gurus, like probably Morse or something. It's not how we said it. No. It's definitely Anyways. Maurice. Yeah, it's something weird. But okay, Oscar, here's uh, here's what you wrote to us. We appreciate you, and here we go. Been listening to your podcast. Makes great light listening. Listen to the Barnsley Poltergeist episode today, and just wanted to say, as a Brit, Yorkshire is pronounced pronounced Yorkshire, and we don't have states here. LOL. It's in the county of South Yorkshire. See, I said it right. Besides language corrections, I have a bunch of ghost stories. The first is set on North Hill, Plymouth, in one of a in one of a row of old terraced houses directly across the road from the university. Or uni. I know that word. Down uni. in the uni. I know uni. In the century of... Is it century center. or center? It's center. center. It's just how they spell it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> you century? Brits. <laughs> century? At least the Australians, they make it easy. You know, they just redneck everything, and that's why I can do it. Because no, we're rednecks. We, 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 we redneck the Brits, and the Australians redneck us. Yes. Vegemite. Vegemite. In the center of the city, there are now student houses. I was sitting at the top of a small flight of stairs on a Friday evening, arguing with the missus while everyone else had gone out. Suddenly, her face just dropped. So I asked her, what's up? You look like you've seen a ghost. She seemed really weirded out and explained she had seen a translucent figure of a woman in Victoria-type dress walking from the lounge behind me and up the stairs. We were the only ones home and no explanation at all. As the year went on, other tenants noticed cold spots in certain areas of the house and felt like they were being watched at all times. We joked about it and named the ghost we saw Ethel and assumed she was the reason for the cold spots and spying too. Now what comes next is the weirdest event that has happened there. For context, her keys consisted of a front door key and a room key. One day she came home from morning lecture and went to her room, but couldn't find her keys so she went to leave for the afternoon. Fine. Left her for the door on the latch. She found them later, but she couldn't. For two weeks, they were nowhere to be found. They must have been up in the room. She let herself in with them and didn't leave. She searched and searched. Clean, tidied up, keys, nowhere. I stopped by to see her and chilled and chatted on her with a bed on the bed for a bit, discussing the keys. Ooh. wow. <laughs> She emptied everything out and vacuumed the whole room that day. Still, no luck. For context, for context, it was a fairly large square room, door in a corner, bed by the window, on the opposite side, wide open carpet in the middle. When I got up to leave, she walked me to the door right across the middle of the room. Jokingly before saying goodbye, I said, Ethel, can we have the keys back, please? Kissed her goodbye and left. When she turned around to go back to the bed, the keys were there. Mysteriously sitting in the middle of the floor. I like how they just like was like, yeah, that spirit's called Ethel. Just like we called Schwan Schwan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got to make sense of what's going on. What's interesting is I've heard several stories of um, some sort of entity. I don't remember what the name of it is, but they like to do this. They like to like steal your shit, misplace it, and- I isn't it the, dark elves, the, yeah, the dark elves, the dark elves, yeah, yeah. We talked about them. Yeah, they, there's so many stories of them where they just like they like to like move your shit and be mischievous, and then maybe you don't have a ghost, you have a dark elf. Yes, hey, is a dark elf a ghost though? No, could be a. Spirit. It's an elf. Could be a dark entity, but not. No, something... now we're trying to tie in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a dark elf is a dark elf. A ghost is a ghost. Uh, okay, okay. One thing I'll say before I continue is an uh, interesting rule of the universe is when you ask, therefore you shall receive. And it's funny that they asked and they received it. That is true. Very strange. You can Very ask strange. For something and receive it. Yeah, Adrian, will you love me forever and ever? Uh, I. This is verbal on air. No, I do not consent to you, Adrian. <laughs> Adrian, I consent to you every night, baby. <laughs> baby. All right. Okay. So, just to recap, she finds the keys in the middle of the floor. Oh, I forgot about the second-hand one, and I don't have good memory of it. This is moving on to the next section. A girl partner of mine I lived with in that house with at uni was from Cornwall, bottom left of the UK rural beaches, from some small village in an old house, I think. Again, stuff would begin to disappear and reappear, particularly her boyfriend's stuff. Things like a plugged-in phone would be gone and later be found on the bed. I think her sister used to speak to a child that was no one else could see. It was weird asking her about all this. She just spoke so normally about it. It was something she grew up with and just accepted. But in this house, there was the child and an older woman ghost. Since she was a girl, the woman 
the old woman would come and sit at the end of her bed as she was trying to go to sleep for a while and then get up and leave. She said she could literally feel the weight of her and the bed move when this lady got up and down. So it physically manifested, I guess. I pressed her about why she never videoed anything and asked what she looked like and she really couldn't say. I think she said she doesn't mind and she thinks she just wants to watch over her. Really creeped out the, the boyfriend out at first when they first got together, but then he became accustomed to it as well. So that is part one of Oscar's stories. And then he writes, I hope you enjoyed them and would love to hear them on the podcast. Don't forget, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Hell yeah, boy. And he's from Norwich, UK. I'm sure you fucked that up too. Probably <laughs> yeah, Norwich. Yeah. I think it's Norwich. Norwich. <laughs> Norwich. Norwich. They're, you know not a, they're not a sandwich, okay? That's for you, Oscar. <laughs> you're, you're from goddamn Norwich. All right. You know what, Oscar? Please he's a witch. help help Hunter out. He has no fucking. Yeah, clue. give me some give me some training on 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 British British literature, please. Uh, what I share. What I think is interesting is uh, when he asks about if she had ever videoed anything. I've said this a hundred times. I swear to God, if I put a freaking camera up in my room and I see the top hat man just meandering through all night long, I would never be able to sleep again. Yeah, like but I page. have a theory about that too. You, you know what's crazy? Uh, Emily wants me to get a dog cam and I don't want to do it. Because <laughs> you're scared. Because yes. you're scared. And you just called me a bitch, bitch. Bitch. I'd wear it. You can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Well, I do have a theory, though. You can't just record most spirits with just a regular camera. You have to have a special camera that has I think it's infrared. Yeah. Thermal or infrared, yeah. Yeah, but also, I don't know. I was watching Paranormal Activity, and I was getting kind of in that loop of, like, what's real and what's not. And apparently, the, it's not just thermal and all that. There's all their instruments that can capture the, the lens, the way the lens works and all that. It's like how the little kids are able to see what older people aren't able to see it so much. You just have to believe. It's true. Can their we talk about the TikTok warped. video that's going around recently where the little girl is sitting on the bed and the dad's like, yes. who are you playing with? And she just... That little, just, that, that yeah, little and, girl and, peeks around her, her shoulder? Yeah. Yeah, that's horrifying. And then he goes up to her and there's no one there. I don't care if that's graphic effects or whatever. CG. Yeah. It got but, me good. Oh, dude. Yeah. I... If that was my kid, that kid is uh, not living with me anymore. She, Yeah, straight to the adoption center. Absolutely. <laughs> That's your first choice, Jay. Send her home. Send her to the home. Send her to the home. Get out. Go on. Get, you get can out. find some other lovely family to deal yeah. with this shit. I cannot, I cannot physically deal with this. <laughs> or, or just do what people in the 1940s did and just send them to a mental institution. Yeah, get them lobotomized. <laughs> Easy. Easy peasy. It's cheap. Yes. All right. Cheap well, and easy. That's the way Hunter likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Lavina. That's, like, that's why I like you, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> Lavina's coming back, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, once again, thank you, Oscar. We appreciate it. And we have more stories from him. We also hope we get more listener stories because we love reading them and we love hearing about them. It just confirms our shit that it's real and we're not just fucking bullshitting this. Next week, we are going to be actually moving back over to the UK, ironically. Oh, fuck me, man. <laughs> I'm not ready for the voice. I'm not even trying. Oh, Vegemite. I, I straight up am not even going to try. It is going to be as American as it could be. <laughs> hey, Chase. Hey, Chase. Hey, Chase. Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum. <laughs> Fair dinkum, mate. Fair dinkum. Oh, dude, we need to play Pavlov so Yes, bad. we do. All right. Well, if you guys have more stories, always send us an email, Instagram us, whatever. It's always stuck in this purgatory at gmail.com or find us on Instagram. Click on our link tree. Our Instagram is at Stuck in This Purgatory, as well as find us on Twitter. We are on Twitter at Stuck Purgators because I couldn't put in Purgatory because it's too long. Oh fuck Twitter! You know what? Elon took over Twitter, so you know what? I'm happy. Twitter is going to be so much. It's going to be hyped. I might actually get a Twitter now. Speaking of Pavlov, if you are playing VR and you want to hang out with us, uh, look for Calvin Steele and. Rico Suave. Oh, no, Nitro 1. You are Nitro 1 now. Nitro 1. You've changed so many handles, I know, whatever. I know. Calvin Steele and Nitro 1, we will be more than happy to play Pavlov with you guys and talk our bullshit. Or, we'll even play Russian Roulette. Or always just uh, send us over a nice little DM. We'd get you on our Discord. Yes. We've got our Discord set up. Or if Adrian's slaving away like usual, I'd be doing research and you could always just join in and talk to me since these guys leave me by myself. He needs the company. He's alone in his house. All he's got is his dog. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, I am sorry that we are sick and 
we're going to sound like shit for this next episode too, but it's okay. We love you. Thank you for sticking with us. And we seriously appreciate all the support and love we're getting. Um, we get more followers every day and it's because of you guys and we can't do this without you. So thank you. I'm feeling real good today, even though I'm sick. You know, we entered this episode kind of feeling down and energy's low, but then when we start talking and we start actually realizing that we're talking to people like real human beings across the world, it feels goddamn good. Dedicated listeners, too. Yeah. Dedicated listeners. Keep reaching out to us. Please. It has been so fun. Oscar, keep making fun of us because it just makes us better and it just feels good and hope they, hope we someday meet you. And you know what? In purgatory... Because we're all stuck in this purgatory. I'm hoping that we meet Lavinia Fish, Fisher, me and Chase. Kinky. Yeah. <laughs>